0: But I'm not guilty. She didn't do it. I didn't. You ready? Yeah. But if important. I had done it... Oh. As your lawyer
1: and your friend, do not finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> when did you go to law school? I just read an article once oh, okay. about some legal thing, so... Sounds I mean, you <laughs> did your own research then. you street smart. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> I could put on a tie and go, I object. Be like, I say, I say, I object, Your Honor.
0: Yeah, I've seen uh, the court
1: will see here that uh, <laughs> my client is not guilty. Ha
0: <laughs> Yeah, you sound like the lawyer from my cousin Vinny that did not do well. <laughs> yeah, my <God. laughs>
1: chicks dicks and everything in between i'm Lindsay, and i'm sapita and you're listening to two salty broads we've got no idea what we're doing and we aren't experts in anything but we know a little about a lot and we've got a lot of opinions to back it up so get ready for our salty surprise
0: so a few weeks ago, uh, Lindsay and I were in a group chat with one of our friends, and I made a comment about deliverance. And Actually, Lind- I sent
1: you a GIF, and I thought you got mad at me for it, because it's like the toothless hillbilly. <laughs> I,
0: I thought I I offended th- you. I had no idea what that GIF was at first, and then I went, oh no, she's, she thinks I've seen the movie. And so you're like, yeah, it was a really hard movie to watch. And I was like, uh-huh, I've never seen it. Um <laughs> But it got us on this conversation of what movies can you only watch once? You know, that they're, they're fantastic films, but mm-hmm. really you're, it's, it's a one and done, like Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Or um, for me, the documentary Dear Zachary was mm-hmm. just too much to watch a second time. Um, and then as this conversation kind of evolved, we, we realized that we can actually just keep talking about film for a really, really long time because... Um, film has impacted us both, like, a lot throughout mm-hmm. the years, especially in childhood.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and we kind of talked about this, like, so we wanted to talk about films that influenced us, and we noticed that, like, the kid videos, and I don't mean kid-like childish, but I just mean the movies that we saw as kids have lasted a lot mm-hmm. longer in terms of importance. And I I think the conclusion that we came came to is because it's like these movies, like you're developing your personality when you're a kid. You're like finding out who you are and what your interests are. And you finally have an attention span long enough that you can watch an hour and a half long movie and understand a storyline or what a character is and who the character is and who the good guys are and the bad guys are. It's more than just colors and shapes. And so it was kind of, Interesting to think about and see. And I don't know what movies are on your list.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what movies are on yours. And I feel like
1: I'm going to end up judging you.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I, I mean, that's the whole point of this, right? Because I'm going to just shit talk you if you choose the wrong film.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost probably certainly chose the wrong film. But I feel like there's
0: probably some crossover because... There has to be.
1: We have similar obsessions. And
0: I've, so the,
1: there has to be some crossover.
0: Yes. And I've noticed that most of my obsessions started in the years of 1995 to 2000. You're dating yourself. I am dating myself. <laughs> but like the the films that have really stuck. Yeah. Are those films? Of course that being said, you know, I, I had different phases throughout the year just like I might have gone through an emo phase in the early 2000s. Um, Who didn't? Who didn't? Exactly. Hot my sis- topic, represent. <laughs> OG hot topic. OG represent- hot topic, right, yeah. of course. Um, you know, so, so like that, I had gone through what I realized when I was reflecting, phases based off of my movie preferences throughout those years. But really, for me, it all started with The Sound of Music.
1: So that's and like your first, earliest movie. That
0: is the... First movie I ever remember watching I mean I'm sure I had watched and movies and television before that uh, but that was one of the first movies that I remember making at least a minor impact at that time but a more major one afterwards Um, and I remember I was about four years old I I had just gotten a, a bee sting and my parents thought I had another one where it was just like a a birthmark but it looked abnormal to them. So as I'm trying to squirm away back then in the uh, early 90s, my mom would use a um a, like a just a needle. She'd sanitize a needle and just go digging for whoa that's like that's metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think we
1: used tweezers like which is probably not safe no, cuz it didn't squeezes bee poison those. into you but
0: does it really?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, no. She used, <laughs> she 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 lit a uh, needle on fire and just started to stick it into what my birthmark to try to like fish out any any whatever. Yeah. Okay. And I remember I'm crying. It obviously hurts. I'm four years old. My dad's like, no, no, no. After this, we'll watch one of my favorite movies. Don't don't worry. And I'm I'm like, uh, okay, what movie? <laughs> like it's a it's a it's a musical. I'm like, what, what, what's that? And. So we sit down. My arm is bandaged. And they put on Sound of Music. And suddenly Julie Andrews walks onto the screen. Mm. And I just, like, there was just silence for me. I was so just drawn in. Throughout the years, I remember... I don't know if you had any of those old VHSs of Sound of Music or any of those um, Roger and Hammerstein Mm -hmm. uh, videos where they had, like, the little introduction of the the movies. I would go through, and I would see the ones for Oklahoma or um, South Pacific, and I'd be like, meh, nah. Mm -hmm. King and I was one that I was like, I'm really interested in this. Hmm. And I actually watched it, and, like, I, I really did like it. But after... I guess my early years, I kind of stopped watching musicals because it wasn't really the cool thing to do anymore. It's true. Musicals were socially lame for a long time. right? Until Phantom of the Opera, I think.
1: The Gerard Butler version? The Gerard Butler version. Dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I remember seeing that in theaters and being
0: like like jaw dropped, just blown away. So good. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Christine was around our age when she filmed it, she was? Yeah, she was about 16, 17. Oh, wow. During the filming. Yeah. So, I I tried to watch Les Mis afterwards. I couldn't I couldn't do it. But it, it kind of evolved into this thing where I actually enjoy watching some musicals. I watched Singing in the Rain for the first time, um, but Always Sound of Music. And I get so much shit from my husband, from people around me saying Sound of Music is such a crap movie. It just has this like happy place in my heart, even though it's about Austria during World War II and the Nazis. And I think a know. lot of those
1: old movies took place in that time, though. Like, you think about musicals, like White Christmas takes place during that time. Oh,
0: I I've never seen White Christmas.
1: It's a fucking good movie. Yeah. That's my favorite Is Christmas it? movie. Oh yeah, big time. That's de- if that would be on my list if we're going to talk about holiday movies. But I didn't include it just because.
0: Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> but now I've included it inadvertently. <laughs> well, what's the first uh, film that you remember watching? So mine's also a musical. <laughs> oh no.
1: Um, but it's not a, a Rodgers and Hammerstein. It's not Julie Andrews. Isn't in it. <laughs> it's. My first movie that I remember being obsessed with was the Sesame Street Dance Party. (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) And I don't know when it's okay to stop watching Sesame Street Dance Party in terms of age, but I watched it for a long time. And so what happens is like there's different songs and there's coordinated dances that you're supposed to do with the characters. So for example, my favorite was with The Count and it was called Batty, Batty, Bat. (laughs) And you put on a towel... (laughs) <laughs> and you look like a fucking bat and you spin around going, batty, batty, bat, bat, batty, batty, bat, bat, one, two, three. <laughs> and that shit was awesome. And we did like disco ABCs with Grover and I that thing, I wore out that VHS tape. And I think my obsession with that had to be linked to performing arts because this is like you're singing and you're dancing and I'm like four, five, mm-hmm. whatever, just totally getting down to this this shit and I from there on out and now that I think about it because and we'll talk about this in a little bit but my introduction into musicals wasn't until a little bit later and it wasn't even because of a musical Hmm. yeah and but I think maybe that this movie planted the seed because I love musicals now I love being in them and I love watching them and I think there's just a lot of uh high quality performance that has to happen to be able to do all of these three things simultaneously singing acting dancing and the beautiful colors and the ensemble and it's all such a wonderful thing and i think it originated with grover discoing the (laughs) ab motherfucking c's you feel or cookie monster singing c is for cookie and you have to like sway with him oh yeah well
0: because you've starred in quite a few musicals now right
1: Starred so, in is very <laughs>
0: <laughs> term community I was, theater, but community like theater.
1: I have enough humility to know <laughs> <laughs> the word starred in. I was in some community theater yeah, shows. You,
0: you had main roles. You had. You had-
1: yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like I was Audrey in Little Shot. That's probably like the, my favorite role I've ever played. And so my first musical that I was ever in. So we'll actually we'll just go into it. I'll just tell you right do now. Do it. Do it. As an adult, was um, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. And that one has a special place in my heart because that was the first musical I was ever in as a kid. And the only reason I did that as a kid was because I was obsessed with the Charlie Brown specials. So that's what's on my, also on my formed list. And I'm in, I'm literally right now, <laughs> and she's laughing because as I say this, I am in a Charlie Brown sweatsuit. So
0: my, not to be confused with pajamas. No, it's Apparently fuck you. It's not. not pajamas. It's, it looks an awful lot like pajamas. It though. is not. <laughs>
1: Pajamas, okay? It's a sweatsuit. There's a difference. I told you, mob people and like whatever, they wear sweatsuits. This is not pajamas. So anyway, it's Charlie Brown. So it's got Charlie Brown on the pants and on the sweatshirt. That's not the point of the story, all right? So I loved like the Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown Great Pumpkin. I loved all that shit. And in when I was like second grade, third grade, something like that, the school I went to was doing You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And oh my god. I needed to be in it and I needed to be Snoopy. (laughs) But like I was eight and like the stars of the show were all like 14. So I got to be in it. I was a little red shirt kid dancing around and I loved it. It was the best. And I got to see this girl named Michelle be Snoopy. And I knew I was like, that's going to be me one day. So when I was an adult, uh, a few years go by. I didn't get to do musicals in high school because the uh, director of drama hated athletes mm. and he told me straight up that I couldn't be in his play. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> it was not a high school musical situation for me. And uh, so come adult times, I just happened to see that they were doing uh, You're a Good Man Charlie Brown at this local community theater. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I could do that. I'm old, I got nothing going on, I'll go do this. And then I didn't get cast as Snoopy. <laughs> I was, but I was a named character, sort of, this time. I was Frida, the annoying girl with red curly hair. <laughs> so I'm moving up the ladder. So the next time they do You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, it's my year, I can feel it. Um, but I, that I think Charlie Brown and Sesame Street was what kicked off the musicals for me. So it's huh. not classy like Julie Andrews.
0: Well, I mean, not everyone can be classy like I am.
1: I guess right as you drink four dollar wine, I do, <laughs> and I
0: know what the value of a dollar is, and this is four of them, so okay. <laughs> four okay. value marks. Okay, so so we've but, kind of like laid the ground, right? We so, did, yeah. But the musical thing kind of turned into Disney, right?
1: Oh, for sure, because like our our era, there was like the resurgence, right? There was a mm. period of time there where Disney kind of failed at movies, right? There was like the Black Cauldron, which is good. Great mouse detective. Good, but they're bad. They're like, yeah, they're not great. They weren't like the popular ones. So like in the early 90s, there was that resurgence of Disney. So we grew up with like
0: Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Or like Lion King. Yes. Little Mermaid, all that shit. So Hercules was mine. Oh, is this your, like... He, here's the thing about Her- Hercules, okay? okay. <clears throat> it's not my favorite Disney movie. My favorite Disney movie is Hunchback in Notre Dame, which is, again, not a very popular one. It's but good, I, It's underrated. Oh, it's so underrated. The and music. that music is, ah, oh, the art is fantastic. But So I why love, is Hercules
1: impactful for you?
0: Back then, I loved Hercules so much that... You know when you're a kid, <clears throat> at least in the 90s, we used to present skits...
1: Oh, all the time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was Hercules-based, and I have a set list. She, for for you, you made Hercules plays. 100%. We Who made were are you plays. in these plays? So we, we all took turns in, okay. in the different roles, but um, we all were mostly the, the muses, and we just had different parts. So we did the Gospel Truth song, the one that's in the beginning. Yes. Um, then Zero to Hero. And then we, we stopped the music for a bit for a um a little segment on the sandals with uh Hades you mm-hmm. know the mm-hmm. we thought that was hilarious so we did that and then um I won't say I'm in love but the there were three of us that performed it uh and we each had a different like i guess verse did you guys like fight that. to be meg cuz i would probably stabbed someone be oh okay so yeah, there we were three
1: different. megs it's just you guys all saying different parts yeah yeah Okay. When I did plays with my sister, I made her be the shitty parts because she was too young to figure out that I was, like, shafting her. Really? (laughs) I I was always, like, Princess Jasmine or Meg. I was always, like, the good
0: parts. (laughs) You know, I I tried to do that, but she had the better voice. Oh, So it was kind of like touch and and go. But we did this play so many times from the time we first watched the film to, I think, think as late as when we were like 12 13 years old i mean this thing was a constant and we had it down it was a 15 minute just
1: you should have taken it to the streets man put out a top hat and made some coin we
0: well we we tried to do a a little portion of it um christmas one year in england uh outside we four people so we did like we would ring on people's doors
1: oh my god um, oh this is the greatest thing ever (laughs) And how so did you the know English how like, people, people did
0: caroling? Well, one of the sets that one of the the options was a song from Hercules. It didn't go over well, but they paid us to leave. So I mean, oh my god! <laughs> but like with the with the carols, I mean, we went into a pub to sing carols. They let you in there. We made twenty six pounds. Oh shit, that's like forty dollars, right? A little less, but yeah, I mean, we made quite Whoa. a bit just in that one pub, just singing carols.
1: And it was then you became an alcoholic.
0: It was then I became an alcoholic <laughs> at the age of eleven years old in, in a pub in England. But like that was my movie back then. I don't know, I don't know what,
1: what Disney movie like. Um, I love Hercules now objectively. So Hercules and Tarzan are a couple of my favorite movies now as an adult. As a kiddo though, you could not beat lion king for me that was my mm. end all i worshiped that movie i had the the plates like i wouldn't eat off of anything about my lion king plates i had the bedding the cups all that shit and my mom bless her um i controlled the radio as a child so <laughs> we listened to either a really old country artist named marty stewart i'm not even gonna try to explain who that is because i had no idea who that, that is. that is a 90s white people thing so i'm gonna just <laughs> let that be <laughs> Um, the Macarena, not even Los Del Rio, not even the whole album, just the Macarena song. Oh, yeah, that was the only one that we played. Right, but I had the CD, but but it was just repeat, 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 and then the Lion King soundtrack over and every time we were in the car. And my mom didn't mind it. So that's how you know it's good. When an adult person can hear Hakuna Matata nonstop and not want to just end it, just drive into oncoming traffic and just... (laughs) Send us to Sky Daddy. Well, it's good. It's good shit. It's really good. It's funny. It's heartfelt. I mean, Mufasa dying is one of the most tragic moments. Mm Because most Disney movies, you start off with the parent dead. In what movies does the parent die?
0: That's actually the one. But Bambi.
1: Oh, oof.
0: Yeah, but Bambi sucks. Bambi's like... You mention Tarzan. Tarzan. Oh, but Tar... Fuck.
1: Okay, but, okay, okay but hold on, that hold on. After at, at that
0: was after. At that point, though, they don't they don't set up the character. Because in Tarzan, they don't talk. The parents yeah, don't exactly. have any, any lines. I don't think in Bambi, I, I don't... No. Bambi's mom, what does a deer go like? Wee.
1: Oh, is that what deers do? I don't
0: know. No, Bambi's mom what? Like, what? is like I don't know. I don't, I've never seen Bambi. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I You're know. have never just, I've never seen Bambi. Bambi kind of sucks. It's all right. I've never seen Fox and the Hound. Never seen Bambi. Fox and the Hound's
1: good. It's sadder than Bambi. I, I think. had not
0: seen Jungle. Um, what Book? is it? Jungle Book until my husband now husband then boyfriend made me watch it. That's his favorite Disney movie. I, I know recently. that is his Disney movie favorite hmm. Disney movie, and I hadn't seen it. Wow, yeah. I, you've
1: so you really weren't a part of the like pre Disney revolution era. I was era. not.
0: I watched Aladdin because I very much. Rep- I, I saw like, myself represented oh on TV. So I was like, oh, look, they look like me, but much more attractive in, in cartoon form. Um, and then Hercules, like. Oh, look, it's me. Yeah, oh, well, look, it's me. I think maybe that's why Fill I watch Pocahontas. It's me. I'm just kidding.
1: But yeah, so Lion King was it for me. Like I worshipped that movie. And after that, I mean, of course, I liked all of the but I look back on it and even now still that movie's up there for me because like the princess movies, they're all right. But that movie's got freaking heart, man.
0: How many kids are gonna grow up and like in ten, fifteen years gonna say that Frozen was that film for them? Because Probably a lot. that thing was nuts. And it- I don't
1: I don't like Frozen, but I like the story. I like that the mm-hmm. true love thing is the sisters, so that's yeah. fine. I. that's cool. It's better than like, uh, pfft. like I'm going to say it. I think Snow White's lame and I think Sleeping Beauty's lame. Yeah. She goes to sleep. Snow White cleans a house for some old dudes that she doesn't even know who they are. She just sees this dirty house and she's like, I'm going to clean it with a smile and a song. <laughs> and you're like, what the, f-
0: bitch, clean your own house. What <laughs> Oh, my God. Setting us back. Which, I mean, that being said, she didn't have a house. She she ran away because her stepmom was trying was to kill too her. she was too pretty
1: and her stepmom wanted to kill her. Which was that her
0: stepmom? Yeah. Yeah, it was her yeah, stepmom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's always the stepmom or the
1: stepparent that's like. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that way. Well, it's the uncle, I guess, in Lion King. But it is. anyway, the point being, Lion King fucking rules. Mm-hmm. And if anybody wants to step, I will sharpen my claws and I will go to town for. I will defend Lion King till the day I die. <laughs>
0: You know, speaking of, maybe not Lion King, but the the others, the princess films, mm-hmm. uh, Cinderella, I liked the cartoon, but it wasn't like, I was. there was no obsession with it. Yeah, no. Right? Mm-mm. But when I was like nine years old, I, I saw a film that like started a semi-obsession with period pieces. Okay. And this started when I was nine. I remember, um, I used to be obsessed with Mrs. Doubtfire, which is another another film that I'll discuss later on. But I went over to my cousin's house and she would just put on a film for me every time. And she was so sick of putting on Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. That she's like, can I just put on a new movie? And I'm like, does it have any kissing in it though? Because I'm not allowed to see any movies with kissing. And she's like, just a little bit, a little bit. Oh, no. And that's all I knew about this film. She put on Ever After. Ah, okay. And I was hooked to period pieces after that because a it was a story that i recognized so it was cinderella Mm -hmm. but it was a different way and then after that i you know i i watched films like uh sense and sensibility or pride and prejudice or Mm -hmm. you know bridget jones diary which is based off of pride and prejudice Mm -hmm. um downton abbey which i know that you and i both shamelessly. Yeah, I thought just. I was going to hate Downton Abbey, oh, but it's so good. It's good. It's yeah. so good. I did try Bridgerton. Um, not a fan, but that's it's it's different. Bridgerton doesn't have the same style that ever, you know, that that Downton Abbey has, mm-hmm. but but Ever After really did start that for me. And it really did open my eyes and to this day actually, I think it's my favorite fa- fairy tale um kind of adaptation.
1: Mm. So I looking at my list, I'm like, oh, shit, that sounds so cultured. What do I have on here? <laughs> <laughs> That's even mildly close because I'm telling you, like, and I, I don't even need to get into them, but I'm like, Free Willy. <laughs> like, I fucking love that movie. That's not a period piece. So in that era, like you were nine watching Ever After. Yeah. In the back of my dad's Pacifica, which I don't even think those cars exist anymore. So if you don't know what that is. It's like a really cool station wagon. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> else to describe it. Um, they had the sweet DVD thing because the DVDs in the back yes. of the cars. That was like a fucking thing for a long time. Oh, my
0: God. You just unlocked a memory. Yes. I, there was a movie I would watch on repeat, and I'll tell you after. Okay. okay yeah. So
1: mine, there were like three movies that my sister and I cycled through, but the mm-hmm. always the dominant one which maybe it is a period piece we can argue this it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail shut up <laughs> bro i swear that was it just lived in the dvd player i can quote that movie start to finish and like british humor is different but that movie i think is ubiquitous that is just good humor it is just it's it's freaking fire if you've never seen it you can even st- stop listening right now. I-, I don't even care if you finish this podcast. You need to go put that on and you need to fit- – well, maybe do finish it because we need the listens. But <laughs> just kidding. We're not that desperate. Um, or are we? I don't know. Yeah. Moving on. Um, but play that movie because it's so funny. There's just these like little vignettes that – I mean, the whole story itself is funny, but individually there's so many different things happening that are just – they're hilarious. And the guys that are in it wrote the show. And I've found that as I've gotten older, I love – shows and films where the people that are in it also wrote it there's just like there's something different that is like i think a good example of that is always sunny in philadelphia mm. the guys that are in that wrote the show and because then when you're creating it you get to really and then when you act in it you're creating the character to like their fullest potential because you wrote it so you know exactly what the character is supposed to be like um and my sister and i would just just hem and haw, with because you have these big-ass headphones in the back of the car so the parents aren't disturbed, and we would just crack up and cry in the back of this car. <laughs> and so that really set off, I think, my love of, like, cheeky comedies. That was, like, one of the first like, true comedies that wasn't, like, a kid's movie that I recall just being super important to me. So what was, like,
0: in the back of your parents' car? <laughs> there were only two films that we watched okay. in there, and it was just... It was... Peter Pan, the um, the live action one. That oh, with came Jeremy out Sumpter. With oh, Jeremy my Sumpter.
1: Oh boy, and what a little cutie.
0: I, and I know that this movie is on your list because it is like half of your personality. <laughs> the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh filmed. shit! <laughs> <laughs> just just those two movies were in the car, and I would just keep playing those over and over again.
1: That's understandable. You know what? Uh, sh- Damn, now that I think about this, the other movie that we played all the time was Secret Window, the Johnny Depp thriller
0: movie. Really? Yeah. I didn't like that one.
1: I don't know. I I, didn't
0: like that one. I think
1: we watched it all the time because we just had... it. Like, we didn't have a ton of DVDs at my dad's. It's just, like, what there was. So, um, but maybe that also kind of plays into what we'll talk about in a little bit, like, the love of, like, horrors and thrillers and stuff. Yeah,
0: maybe. Maybe. Going back to 1999, because I... I just jotted down some dates here like, and so I you came like to know a when these movies came
1: out. Only came to, came only came out?
0: Well, so I don't Monty Python came out. Oh, it's an the, old movie. Yeah, it yeah, came yeah, out yeah, way a way, long way, time way. ago. But Ever After came out in the 90s. Mhm. And I realized that the late 90s were very important time for me because even though this next set of it was a a set of three films came out way before the late 90s indiana jones had been Hmm. so prevalent in my life and then in 1999 my dad picked me up from a slumber party and said i want to take you to the movies there's a movie that's like indiana jones that just came out and i was like Okay, like I love Indiana Jones. Temple of Doom is my shit. That's my like, favorite too, dog. Oh. And we are the only two people in the world that prefer that over that. The can't other be two. true. There are dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going to this movie theater, and the movie starting, and I was, so I, I was feeling two. There were, there were two modes of Sapita. There was okay. one like intense intrigue, and one like, shitting my pants, hiding underneath the couch because I was so scared. (laughs) This movie was The Mummy. And Mm -mm, it... mm -mm. It completely transformed my personality at a certain point to where I was like, I can speak ancient Egyptian. And I would just recite the shit that I heard in The Mummy. Are you being Uh, real right now? I'm I'm 100%. Like, no lie? Hundy, Hundy. Whoa. I thought I was a fucking nerd. Holy I was a fucking nerd. I I was 10 years old. I was 9'10", all right? Oh, my God. So... I was, I was very, yeah, but I, I for sure thought that I could speak ancient Egyptian because I had memorized the film. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it was one of my, and it, I think it is still like, it has to be on my top 20 list. Mm-hmm. It's not in my top five, but The Mummy was such a pivotal film moment. And, and as far as Brandon Fraser films go, I love Brandon Fraser. I love George of the Jungle, but The Mummy was just, it was one of those movies that really did impact me and kind of solidified the Indiana Jones thing because mm-hmm, I loved Indiana mm-hmm. Jones and my dad wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. The Mummy was a continuation of the like kind of s- it's like that same aesthetic, the it's same exactly. vibe. Everything's
1: dusty and cobwebby, and there's like undead things coming after you. And like the humor, <laughs> I don't know, it
0: just it feels good. Yeah. It feels good.
1: I uh, so I first of all, I'm very glad that you said that Temple of Doom is your favorite. Um, Indiana Jones movie I have a sweatshirt that (laughs) is the poster from that movie that's how much I love it and that movie along with Spice World when the uh, when Spice World came out I went to the video store not even like a blockbuster it was just like the shitty video store with my dad every day over summer and I would rent those same two movies every single day and when he'd take me to his work put me in one of the little (laughs) side rooms he gave me coke coffee with coke in it It's like a Coke coffee. I don't think it's legal anymore. I don't know. It was a real thing in the, in the like late nineties. And
0: and he gave a, an eight year old. A
1: late. Yeah. Like a, or almost 10 year old coffee cokes (laughs) and (laughs) temple of doom and spice world. And I vibed. I, that was my shit. And you know, so then of course mummy came out. I saw it. I liked it, but my like Brendan Fraser movie, which is on my list, it's not the mummy. I do like that one a lot. I, but I appreciate it more as a teenager and adult than as a child. Mine was George of the Jungle. So you mentioned mm-hmm. that one. That one was my shit. My sister and I wore that VHS out. <laughs> and it's it's super cheeky. Like there's a narrator and mm-hmm. he kind they kind of break the fourth wall a few times, which I love that meta humor. It just if it's done right, it gets me, I think that's why I like Deadpool because he breaks the fourth wall all the time. Sure, that's why you like George of the Jungle. Well <laughs> I, as an adult, I reflect I'm like, hmm, maybe maybe I stopped. I watched that movie so many times, not just because it was funny. Maybe there was like something else brewing below the surface. And I just, I, cause I was like eight or nine. Right. So like Georgia, the jungle being shirtless or completely naked in Ursula's apartment. And they're like, Whoa, what a man. like, <laughs> You know, you kind of laugh because you're like, hey, that's supposed to be funny. But maybe subconsciously, I was like, yeah, that's a man. Maybe
0: you, <laughs> like Elsa, were, something's changing within me. <laughs> Something is not the same. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> he was, it was that moment that you realized. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think so.
1: And, and this is how much I like this movie. This, the song that uh, George of the Jungle gets to dance with. Ursula like he like throws a bonfire and it's like yes! half an African I fucking love that song I don't know anything about like weddings I think people plan their weddings I don't know the shit that song will be included somehow like at the <laughs> reception I think it'll just play and we'll all just vibe and dance but like that's the only thing I know about my wedding oh is God. that this song from George of the Jungle <laughs> needs to be included so that is why it is on my list because Brendan oh, Fraser Frazier might have actually been my crush pre-Ryan Styles. But we don't even know, well, though. Wait. Subconscious. My first conscious crush was Ryan Styles, but I think maybe my first unconscious crush was Brendan it Fraser. It just
0: happened on, on the back end. I
1: watched that movie that many times. Who watches <laughs> any movie that many times? Okay, but
0: like, I'm going to ask you for real. How do you mm-hmm. go from Brendan Fraser and Courage <laughs> to the Jungle to Ryan Styles? Char- Charisma,
1: dude. Ryan Styles is funny. He is so funny. That
0: So is Brendan Fraser, though. I know. But I, know <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer. The heart wants what the
1: heart wants,
0: okay? Like... The heart wants a tall, lanky man. That's funny. Let's <laughs> add that last part in there. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another movie that came out in um, 1999. That it wasn't the first horror film that I, I watched, and I don't know if it would be characterized in modern terms as horror, but because uh, the first uh, horror film that I ever saw actually has a very, um, very dear place in my heart, and we we can get to that in a bit but uh deep blue sea
1: oh shit wait that was your first horror movie
0: no 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 no. oh wait
1: this one was impactful for you this
0: was impactful for me and i don't know why because i watched it over and over and over again and this came at the tail end of i think at this point scream had come out and i had seen scream Mm mm-hmm and I think I'd seen, um, I had seen, I for sure I'd seen Scream, because Scream was my first horror film. I remember watching it in, like, the game room of my aunt's house on Christmas. Uh, and, I, you know, she, she'd covered the screen during the sex scene. But, like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it simultaneously, like, terrified me, but, like, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then Deep Blue sea came out, and we, we watched it just as it had come out. And holy shit, was it good. And I... Like at this point, I was obsessed with sharks anyway. So I loved sharks. I loved horror films. And I, I don't know if this is horror, but this was the first time that I had actually watched Samuel Jackson in a film, too. I don't know. It was. I was obsessed. I was like, I want to be a marine biologist when I grow up. That movie made you want to be a marine yeah, biologist? I did. Yeah, it did. That movie. I know, I know. I know. It's a cautionary
1: tale. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean. I, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I feel like this has unlocked something because when that movie came out, I watched it a billion times too. I really liked it, but there's no reason why. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not that good. It's good, but it's not this life-changing. It's like Thirteen Ghost.
0: It's good. It's not yeah, good. But, exactly. Yeah.
1: But like something about LL Cool J getting dragged around by the shark so, at the end and he's right? like stabbing it with his crucifix. Like,
0: well, uh, you ate movie. my bird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cheeky. And maybe it was like our first other, apart from Jaws, maybe that was like, The first real shark movie? Because there's been like a bajillion shark movies.
0: Yeah, I think because I saw shark when uh shark. I saw shark when I was young. Jaws when I was young. But I I love Jaws. It didn't click. I think it was too slow. This is like the modern Jaws. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, shit. We just came came to a conclusion. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the right one, but I we don't came know, to but one. Yeah. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea is uh, Jaws. Is the modern horror
1: Yeah, for millennials. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if other millennials feel that way, but... I mean, the first horror movie I remember watching was Halloween. Mm. My stepmom, that's her favorite. We would watch it every Halloween. She was super into Halloween and, like, decorating and stuff like that. And that movie scared the shit out of me. Um, And I definitely did the, like, you know waking them up in the middle of the night being like, you know, is Michael Myers going to stab me to death or what's up? And so I think that movie kind of planted the seed, but what really, the movie that really ended up impacting me in not a very direct way was Signs, which uh, is not. (laughs) Of all uh, M. Night Shyamalan films. (laughs) I know. And it wasn't intentional. It's because when newspapers were still a thing, Um, We would get newspapers all the time and I would see these big single page ads for not Berry Farms Halloween thing. They did not scary farm. And the posters always looked so cool. And we'd hear, you know, the ads on the radio. And I wanted to know what is this thing? This this is scary farm. I love Halloween. This is a big Halloween party. I want to go. But on all the ads, it says, you know, 13 and up. So my parents would never take me. And my stepmom said, okay, you're 13 now. I'll take you. But you have to pass a scary test. I'm like, well, what the fuck's a scary test? And they said, you know, we have, have to watch a movie that we think is scary and you have to sleep in your bed the whole night. No getting us up. And I'm like sweating now because I'm like, oh God, I'm kind of a weenie when it comes to these things. I really hope they don't pick anything scary. And she picked signs, thank God, because it's not scary. It's There's a couple jump moments, yeah. but it's not scary. And so I got to, I passed the test and she took me that year and my life changed. That thing, not scary farm, just it unlocked the, the spooky level in my personality. And ever since then, I mean, I always liked Halloween, but I was like about Halloween. I was like listening to Elvira's <laughs> cheeky c- CD that I had in April. And like I, was, Halloween was constant, constant, constant. So, and it, I think it was because of Not Scary Farm. So um, Science, though the movie itself was not particularly impactful, it gave me access to something that was <laughs> very impactful.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny that you should say that. And I think we can talk... A lot longer and in depth about Halloween and horror films because mm-hmm. that's something that you and I both share. And we used to—I used to write. You currently write for a uh, horror publication, mm-hmm. so um, I think we can talk more in depth about that. But when you said a uh, spooky test, yes. So at this <laughs> you, did point, did you get one too? I did, but it, oh, was, it wasn't—it wasn't a test necessarily for me to get anything. My parents just kind of talked a big game about The Exorcist. And so they wanted to see if my sister and I would get scared. And we're like... Like, just as a science experiment, they wanted I to guess. see if you'd be fine? Yeah, it was. we were like... They, they left us home alone, so I must have been 13 at the time. But, like, my parents said it was the scariest movie, like, ever. And at this point, I'm 13. I'm a cocky-ass teenager, right? Mm-hmm. I had seen um, House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I was full on obsessed with this is like I'm in the middle of my horror film obsession um and so I was like exorcist (laughs) and listen it's a fantastic film I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now back then because I was a kid I didn't understand a lot of the the things that you know the subtle things that they put in there did I think it was scary sure Was it the scariest thing I had seen up until that point? No, it was Candyman when I was like eleven or ten. That was the scariest thing I had ever seen.
1: I think Exorcist is just a
0: wee bit scarier than Candyman. No, not for me. What? Not for me. Psychopath. I know. I don't know what it was, but I passed that test with flying colors. Damn, you're like the only person. Well, maybe
1: not. But like, I watched The Exorcist for first the first time in college. And that shit fucking scared me. Well, you don't
0: watch demon movies, though. No,
1: you're right. I don't fuck with that shit. I I try not to anyway. Except I have gotten to... Maybe I'm just desensitized enough that, like... I don't watch the first Conjuring because that's too scary. But all the ones after that are okay for me.
0: Okay. I mean, I thought the first two Conjuring's. How many have they come out with?
1: I don't know. There's been a lot. I don't know. I have not seen
0: Annabelle because fuck dolls. I don't do dolls. That's true. Dolls Dolls are creepy. Uh, Yeah, I don't do dolls. But I... I think I've seen three. I think one recently came out, but I, I'm not too sure.
1: Did it really? Oh, okay. Sound guy but, Dan is nodding his head. Yes, there's three conjurings. Yes. Okay. I've seen all three. Fuck the first one. The other two are okay. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Wilson's in all of them, so I'll do anything for him. But
0: <laughs> so I don't mean to to skip around, but since we're on the topic of horror films and yeah. like movies that have impacted us, yeah, you and I were talking earlier, and neither one of like this this movie is not in either one of our lists, but it's the closest to an adult film that has impacted us. Yeah, because
1: really, I don't have too many like, adult like films I've seen as an adult that have impacted me. Yeah, like it's lasted with me.
0: It Chapter One and I, I and I and guess two. And two, yeah. We're both so well done Mm -hmm. that I think that 10 years from now, I think that they'll still be very prevalent. Oh, definitely. I mean, and I
1: think so I got to go to a a lecture that the director of it um, and Roger Corman, if you know him, he does B movies, very famous for his B movies. And he, um, the director of it was talking about why this is so such a different film. And I Andy agree. Mussolini, right? Mu- Muschietti. M- 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 yeah, not Mussolini. Mussolini. <laughs> no. like,
0: Dictator. From- one. Whoa. Whoopsie. Whoa. <laughs> was it Mussolini? Slow down on that $4 <laughs> wine. No, not Muschietti. <laughs> <What> Muschietti, <laughs> <laughs> Mus- yes. Oh,
1: good Lord. So anyway, <laughs> he was saying that, you know, this film – It has such good character development. You care about the kids and there's something in each loser that you can find, you know, you can relate to one of them. And I think that's true. There's really things that you could look at each kid and go, wow, I know how that feels. Or I was that kid when I was little, or you just put a piece of yourself in these kids. And now the horror doesn't come from, oh, what's going to jump out at me? It's more like, oh my gosh, none of them can die because I care about all of them. And it's a different feeling watching that film and I think that's why it's so special because you get engrossed in the story and you actually care about the characters. And that's a sign of a really good story, especially in horror, because horror, it's so easy to just kind of rely on low hanging fruit, you know? So yeah, I agree with you fully. That movie is definitely a, a movie. I think 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, it'll remain important and relevant, I think so. just yeah. like a lot of the other landmark horror films, which is pretty cool to know that we were around when it came out. So we can right? be like hey, grandkid, I saw that in the theater. And they'll be like, why are you English all of a sudden? <laughs> I spent half my life in... Um, Wimbledon. So there's a movie that you mentioned earlier, and I need to make sure that we talk about it, even though it's completely <laughs> shameful. <clears throat> Do it. But right after, you know, like the George of the Jungle era, uh, this movie is like half my personality. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> In 2003, I think, is when the first one came out, um, which is crazy because it's almost 20 years now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, when that movie came out, and I went to go see it. You know, I liked Disney. That's why I went to go see it. It's a Disney movie. So you didn't actually I go- saw the trailers, and it looked good, but, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was getting into. I mean, So you
0: weren't a pirate girl before this?
1: No. I'm. Mean, okay, oh, shit. So the- I
0: thought that there was, like, some existing, like... No,
1: no, 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 no. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Ride... I used to lay at the bottom of the boat because and like I used to make my dad promise that he would like fight off the pirates because I thought they were fucking real no I was tear. I would ride at haunted mansion I would ride all the roller coasters he bought me platform shoes so I could ride the roller coasters before I was tall enough to ride the road roller- that didn't bother me pirates bothered me on a very visceral deep level it bothered me until I saw Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> in 2003 <laughs> Something awoken in my mind, my heart, and my loins all simultaneously. All my chakras aligned. Shit just made sense. Like, I knew everything in my life was where it needed to be after I saw that movie. I was so obsessed. I changed my AOL instant messenger name from Kiwi Kitty 514. The, <laughs> yes, that's real, to Pirate Nut 001 because I was the number one fan. I had the pillows, I had the posters, I had all of that shit. I used all my parents' ink to print out the entire script. I would watch that movie almost every single day and I memorized the script. I tested myself. I knew that thing. I knew the like even the interior, exterior. I knew everything on that script that you could possibly memorize. And then, of course, that unlocked the Johnny Depp obsession because I was obsessed with him as Jack Sparrow. So I watched all of his movies like, you know, Chocolat and 21 Jump Street, all these movies that he was in or his show. Uh, yeah. But like anything Dream. that he was in, I watched. Um, and like my book report in school, no. I did the junior novelization of the movie no, no. and I had to argue with my, my teacher why that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I had this pen... I'm like completely airing out all my shit right now. (laughs) I had this pen that smelled like the pirate water at Disneyland, like the bromine. And so I would write and then I would sniff my paper (laughs) (laughs) like, like some psychopath. Would you write Mrs. Johnny Depp? no I never did any shit like that but I had my binder that had like a clear sheet and I had all these like pictures of any chance I had to turn my school projects into pirates I did like we did an art project so mine was tropical (laughs) pirates like everybody at school knew like Lindsay is the Pirates of the Caribbean fan and when Pirates of the Caribbean didn't win any Oscars I was obsessed with the Oscars I would take the newspaper thing that was like Mark which one you think is going to win because this was like before really I mean we had dial up internet but you couldn't just Google a fun little shit or something so i would check off everything but i think 2003 was also the year that the first lord of the rings came out Mm -hmm. yeah i think so so obviously that one cleaned fucking house that one won everything and i was so personally offended that pirates didn't win a single oscar that i swear to god to this day i have not watched the oscars at all seriously Swear to God, I've seen like you know snippets, what? but I've never. I think I've you're never... right
0: because I keep asking you to come over for an Oscar watch party, <laughs> and I won't, and you do, just it. won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now it's Return a little. It was it Return of the oh, King. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, so, so that it was, was the last one. But you know what? Or the site. Yeah, it was the last. Yeah, the last, last one Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but you know
1: what? That was a that was a hard contend. Con- yeah, con- oh, no, one. that movie's incredible. I mean, Peter Jackson's cinematography is. is is bar none, I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, nothing can beat that, and I'll acknowledge that now. But 13 year old me was <laughs> fucking mad, oh my god, I was like ready to throw some fists. And like, I remember I was also rooting for Whale Rider, I don't know if you guys oh ever saw my that. God. But she, she didn't, the girl that played the Whale Rider, she didn't win anything either. I just okay. felt so slighted. But
0: here's the thing did you actually watch the movie, or did you just know that she whale was a whale rider? Your age, oh, yeah? no,
1: no, 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 I watched it, I own the DVD, it's an incredible film,
0: wow. it's great. Okay, I've never seen it.
1: It's it's really really good. I mean, it's very indie. It's okay. not like fast paced. Not a typical movie a thirteen year old would like. But I don't think anything about me was normal ever. So, yeah, it was pretty shameful. And actually, when the second movie for Pirates came out, I uh, at my grandma's little movie theater in town because she grew uh, she lived in a small town. So, at, outside the movie theater, I had this big pirate hat that I wore, really big, with this really big belt, pirate belt. Really embarrassing outfit. All the little kids that were there too to go see the movie, they kept calling me the Pirate Queen. <gasps> I'd be lying if I said that it didn't give me a lady boner a little uh, bit. Yeah, I'm sure it did, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, have I let go of like PirateNut001? Yeah, it's no longer my instant message name. I have, you know, an adult instant message name now. Um, but I think Pirates will always be a part of me, always. I
0: think so too, because everyone that knows you knows that you love pirate stuff
1: at some point like do am i crazy obsessed with it now no but like people know that that was slash is a part of my life for sure
0: see and i didn't want to bring this up and my husband's (laughs) like why don't you bring it up and i'm like because it's not okay i grew up with the harry potter books let's Let's forget that J.K. Rowling is a transphobic piece of shit right now.
1: Right, right. But But that book series defined the millennial generation. It
0: did. And I read all of them. Mm -hmm. So I read the first one when I was Harry's age, and then I just kept reading them as they came out. And it was the first book that got me into reading. So naturally, when the films came out, and it was on par with my age, I would, you know, of course I watched them. And I think it was more the world that she created than the films themselves. Mm-hmm. But you know how you said you you knew all of the lines for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yep. Yeah. Chamber of Secrets, at one point, I could act out that entire film for you. I
1: want to judge you so bad, but I just I just completely aired out my shit, so I can't, like... And that's the thing.
0: I didn't want to say it. But then <laughs> you said that, and I was like, God damn it. And, and okay, my first real, like, celebrity crush... Was the kid that plays Harry Potter, um, Daniel Radcliffe, and he's very I? Very much had, a man now. He's not a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, and he his films re, in recent times they're have great. been fantastic. I love his films, and, mm-hmm. and they're just so weird. And it's just I don't know. It makes me happy. But I had pictures of him as Harry Potter. Literally all over my... I had a...
1: Were they like from J14 and Tiger Beat Magazine and shit? I had those. No, I oh. actually bought
0: a book of Harry Potter pictures.
1: And you like ripped them out and put <laughs> I, them on yeah, your I, wall?
0: I 100% ripped them out and put them on the wall. And I had a closet. And it was like a mirror closet. And one of the closet doors was just pictures. Of Dan Radcliffe? And, and there were a couple of other Harry Potter pictures in there. But... In high school, I was known as the Harry Potter girl. <laughs> See, I and, was the pirate yeah, girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were
1: <laughs> we We cool. our shameful fandom era. Yeah.
0: We'd, and people knew us by yeah. that. But like, I didn't care. I had all this really
1: weird shit I would wear and like, I it just never occurred to me that it wasn't cool because I was so obsessed with it that it, I didn't care.
0: I thought that I was edgy because I was into witch shit.
1: I don't know. Harry Potter on the like the witch scale is pretty vanilla. It's
0: pretty vanilla. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not the craft for sure. Yeah. You're not <laughs>
1: doing necromancy. Like you don't have like eye of Newt in your bedroom. I mean, you had a picture of a guy playing a wizard in a yeah. movie. <laughs>
0: I also had a framed picture because I, uh, I sent him a letter and he sent me back a, an autograph picture. No so shit. Had, yeah. Oh, damn. Picture. Yeah. What? I, do you still have it? No, I, I threw it away. Oh. <gasps> I know. I probably should have kept it. Wow. I, yeah, like, I, I, I would never it. throw it. That's like a piece of history. It said, best wishes, Dan. Okay, but he's, so he didn't, he
1: didn't address it to you specifically, but he no, still no, no, signed no, no. it.
0: Yeah, whatever. I, meh. It was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Damn. Okay, okay. You're speaking about cultural phenomena. I just need to know, where does this land for you? Okay. Mean Girls. It was good. It
0: was not impactful. I feel like culturally it was pretty impactful though. Culturally it was, but culturally so was Clue, uh, not Clue, uh, Clueless. (laughs) I don't like Clueless
1: because she gets a
0: crush on her stepbrother.
1: You like Clueless. You know it's Emma, right? What do you mean?
0: Uh, uh, No, Cheryl is the one. no, 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 Jane Austen, Emma. It's I've never seen
1: Emma. I've never read Emma. I've never, oh,
0: yeah. It's based off of a Jane Austen. So in
1: novel. the story, Emma, she gets a crush on her stepbrother.
0: It's not stepbrother. He's like a ward, but similar. Yeah. Okay, but in
1: Emma, that's a ward. That's not her stepbrother. Clueless, she gets a crush on her stepbrother.
0: Yeah, but I think that was the the modern day equivalent. Yeah, that's like the setup to every super because she creepy grew up porn, with though. the guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like. Sh- So we're supposed to just be fine with it because it's a cheeky 90s movie? No. No. (laughs) Fuck Jane Austen. Except for Sense and Sensibility. Uh, Emma Thompson is a genius with the screenplay that she wrote for the uh, adaptation. Never seen it.
1: (laughs) I'm getting daggers right now. I
0: I know, but... And I don't blame you because Pride and Prejudice, Emma... um, What's that really depressing one? Um, I'm not a Jane Austen, like,
1: okay connoisseur so i couldn't even i know like pride of prejudice i think it's and jane, eyre. It. jane
0: Eyre. jane Eyre. Or oh like.
1: yeah e-y-r-e yeah. yeah 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 i've seen that book at barnes and noble never yeah, read it don't
0: don't read it <laughs> okay Th- those are pretty um pretty hard hard watches sense of sensibility i think is just so good and i think emma thompson did such a great job with the adaptation mm-hmm. but when it comes to films that not many people like i didn't like old films. I know I started watching like Sound of Music. And I know that when someone says old films now, they mean like Jurassic Park. That film is not old. No, 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 no. no. I meant old films like Casablanca. And... um, So you don't like old movies, like classic movies. I didn't. I didn't. And my husband, then boyfriend, he kept making me, you know, asking me, hey, let's watch Casablanca or let's Mm -hmm. watch XYZ because... He grew up watching a lot of these films. And I was like, ugh, it's in black and white. And I don't watch black and white films. I am a fucking bitch. Because <laughs> in, I had to watch them for a class I took in college. And so I finally sat down and actually like tried to watch it. Mm-hmm. I was such an idiot. Casablanca is phenomenal. It's
1: an incredible movie. And
0: then I started, I was like, what other movies have I been missing? You know, Audrey Hepburn, let's watch Sabrina, let's watch, um, uh, now that I'm drawing a blank, Roman Holiday, Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe's uh, How to Marry a Millionaire, Mm -hmm. or uh, Gentleman Prefer Mm -hmm. Blondes, which I know you and I love. Mm -hmm. Like, that, I think, has brought me into, like my adulthood in a way. I recently watched um, La La Land and my husband was like, oh, this reminds me of Singing in the Rain. And I was mm-hmm. like, I've never seen Singing in the Rain. I had not seen Singing in the Rain until 2017. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm i pouring more wine. I, I'm like, I don't know what to say to you right now. I Yeah. <sighs> but you know what? I watched it in a time that I could actually understand it And I I really do enjoy it, and I Mm -hmm. and I know that you and I talk about singing in the rain all the time because we want to learn the uh, Moses Moses supposed supposed tap dance. dance. Yeah,
1: yeah, And we've got two left, four left feet between the two of us. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so it's I like I feel like you and I have lived a lot of parallels because probably because we grew up in the same time. But for me, I. Grew up watching old westerns. My grandma and uh, my uncle. And they they all like old westerns. Like mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood, John Wayne. So I'd seen a bunch of those. And I liked them because I was familiar with them. But old movies. Like true old movies. I didn't really get into until high school. Or like really early college because i had some friends that were really into them but they always watched really niche ones that you know wasn't singing in the rain or an american in paris he's like really famous ones so i kind of just was like yeah all right i'll sit through it And i never hated it but what really kind of opened the door for me was when i took film classes in college mm-hmm. as part of my major we the film the graduate I don't, have oh, you ever seen yeah, the graduate dustin, dustin hoffman yes so good that movie blew my fucking mind and like the use of color and like there's certain like when he's the shots when he's in the pool there's like these lingering shots that occur and for whatever reason that movie just captured my attention and that movie is not old old it's not black and white old but it's older and I kind of was like whoa I think I really like old movies I wrote my paper that year on that movie and it was like a super long paper and then after that, I kind of really started to get into old movies and I would watch them on my own. I never asked anybody to watch them with me or I'd go to the local movie theater here and watch the classic series because they would play old movies. And I figured out that I really fucking enjoy old yeah. classic movies. There's something very...
0: The dialogue, right? Yes. The, the, the just the way it's written is mm-hmm. different.
1: It's it's different and it's also very clever. It's... Yes. Yeah.
0: We were watching um, How to Marry a Millionaire mm-hmm. the other day, and it's got Katherine Hepburn, um, uh, Marilyn Monroe, and um, let me check, let me check, how to marry. I'm, I'm Googling it right now, because Google's a fantastic thing. Yep, Betty Gable, Grable. Okay. Uh, it is so witty. It is so good. And... I think at the time it was considered, like, a chick flick. But you don't really see chick flicks like that nowadays. Not that I can think of. It's a different vibe completely it's now. It's a completely different mm-hmm. vibe. And I think that they go into these films with not assuming, not saying that modern films, especially the majority of them, they don't go in and assume that the audience is dumb. But, like, back then, I think they just expected the audience to figure it out. And so they would talk fast, and they would kind of may have these jabs. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it just, it's different. It's different, and it's just so much more entertaining.
1: I agree. I could watch old movies really any time. And I think about it now as an adult, because, like, we're saying we don't have that many movies that, you know, we watch mm-hmm. now as adults that were like, whoa, that impacted me. Um, a few years ago, I when I would go visit my grandmother, I would hang out with my uncle, too, and we'd watch old movies on, like, TCM. And we watched this movie called Key West. It's...
0: Yeah, have you seen Key
1: West? That yeah. shit is fire. It's so good. And I feel like as an adult now, the movies that like really capture my attention are these. N- they're new old. They're new to me, but they're old but the, movies. Yeah, yeah. Because it just unlocks like something that I'm not used to. Because like the horror films that come out, the action films that come out, the comedy films that come out. They're like new quote original quote whatever. Like they're but I've it's just like the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This other stuff is completely different because it's from a different era. So I it's like so. discovering something new. So those are the films that have impacted me. Now it's old shit.
0: <laughs> I, I think probably because right, we're though. getting old, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it can't, I think it's just. I think it's what you said. Yeah. Also, I think with the the movies that come out right now, I think there are a couple. Like we we didn't mention it. I don't mm-hmm. know if um, Jojo Rabbit will be one of those for me. That like maybe ten twenty years down the line, I'll be like, wow, that was. That was my
1: favorite movie I saw in 2019. I think that was when that came out.
0: Yeah. And I know that I've seen some films, you know, in the last couple. I mean, Spencer with um, Mm -hmm. Kristen uh, Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was phenomenal. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know yet. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So what movies then?
1: Like pick five, only five. Because I know you had a psychotically long list. I had. You texted me and I was drunk and passed out. So I never (laughs) responded. (laughs) <laughs> but if you had to pick five movies that are like top five and they, maybe they're not even top five, like five ATM as sound guy, Dan says <laughs>
0: at the moment, not, yeah, not at the money. moment not for, not for the cool the kids
1: who know what the fuck that means. Cause <laughs> an ATM is where you get money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> These five movies are money for me. Okay. These five movies are okay, money so for I, you. Okay. And which are they? So right off the top, the birdcage, I can mm-hmm. watch it anytime, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, then scream, okay. Really does have a, a really solid place in my heart. Uh, Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn and mm. Humphrey Bogart. Okay, there is a remake with um I don't I forget the lead actress's name, but uh, with Harrison Ford, and I wanted to like it so much, but it just didn't have that same zest mm-hmm. that the original had. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter, one of my favorite villains of all time, mm-hmm. and I have to go with Jurassic Park. I think. I didn't appreciate it as much as a kid. I, I preferred uh, uh, The Lost World. I preferred number
1: three. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. I swear to God, it was on my list. I didn't mention it because I thought we were going to fight about it. Because I know you like Jurassic Park. but I do. Three. I love Jurassic
0: Park. But as a kid, Jeff Goldblum in The Lost mm-hmm. World was just so much better. Three is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I, I wore out the, the VHS on Lost World. <laughs> But I think now, after much reflection, I think Jurassic Park is just one of those films that I compare a lot of other films to. Mm, okay so what what are your top five?
1: so <clears throat> I, I really don't know if these are top five because like I was I was saying to you earlier, I think are these the top five movies that are top five or are no, these let's the top say five movies that for, right like the, I just want to watch right now because I like them so much So these are just five movies that I like a lot is what I'm gonna say okay So, and this is in no particular order. This is not ranked because I'm not going to do that. It takes too much brain power and I'll probably overthink it. So I put number one, Kill Bill, because I'm a huge, huge, huge Quentin Tarantino fan. And um, it's either that or Pulp Fiction, but I think Kill Bill just slightly edges that out because I love action movies as much as I love comedy and laughing. I freaking love action movies. If there's explosions and cheesy dialogue, I'm like fucking there. (laughs) And there's no cheesy dialogue in Kill Bill, but holy fuck, those action sequences will just blow your tits off. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in the (laughs) uh, action space we have armageddon
0: speaking of cheesy
1: dialogue
0: <laughs> but it's so good and that cast is stacked.
1: it's got cheesy it dialogue it has action it has heart because spoiler alert bruce willis dies on the asteroid if you haven't seen it and that'll make you cry every time mm-hmm. i tear up every time take care of her <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> and then i put scream on here because, oh shit because that movie as far as horror films go like as an adult if mm-hmm. i had to pick a favorite it's not bar, like not counting it because that's like to me it's in its own category mm-hmm. but scream because and the reason I pick it is because the follow-up films are also really good. So
0: good. And you had recently watched the follow-up yes. films. Yes. I had
1: never watched 2 and 3 cuz I assumed they'd be shit. And They're fucking great. And you know why I like it? Because it's meta. They're talking about the rules of horror and it's like what's happening in the thing. I just, that type of like humor, I love it. I just love it. it's so easy to watch too. It is. It's very easy to watch. And uh, Big Lebowski is also on here. I know we we talked. Is it because of (laughs) Daddy Goodman? Goodman?
0: (laughs) Daddy Goodman. No, it's not because of Daddy
1: Goodman. <laughs> it's because of daddy bridges <laughs> that movie is just so funny the dialogue in it. and it's one of those movies where like nothing's really happening but a lot's happening at the same time like it's just it's the perfect blend of chaos and structure at the same time and i love it i could rewatch it i asked for the big Lebowski socks a few years ago for Christmas. Like that was what was on my list. It was that and like money. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that movie. And then um, I'll round it out with office space. Because that movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's Anybody to be who, a gangster. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who's ever had a job ever could find something in that movie humorous. Because there's such a universal experience about being employed. And like the woes of certain things about employment. Maybe a shitty boss or, you know, not getting the promotion that you want. Or feeling like you're stuck. And they present it in such a humorous way that like... Truth is in jest, as they say, something's funny because it's true. And that's why that movie's so fucking funny. Because a lot of what happens in there, it might be exaggerated, but it's all kind of rooted in truth. And I love that. So it's a really good example of like a true comedy, in my opinion.
0: And I think where we are right now, you know, we're we're kind of knee deep in our...
1: In careers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just,
0: it really resonates.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of it. I like my boss. I'll state that for the record. I love my boss. But like, there are definitely like the... The tra- sitting in traffic thing or like your technology not working or wanting more money, not having motivation. Those are all things that I yeah. maybe have experienced
0: <laughs> before. Who knows? Hypothetically, <laughs> maybe I have. <laughs> so since we're getting to the end of our segment, I, I don't know actually how long we've been rambling on for. but I don't know. Dan? Oh, we're getting a blank look.
1: We can cut this part.
0: Yeah okay. We oh, oh, that's, that's yeah, actually yeah. We're weird. actually we're great, man. Bog, it's so good to be good at something. It's good to be gangster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's time for our charismatic, not hot. And I, I mentioned we mentioned old films.
1: Okay. And uh, I actually have no idea what you're gonna say.
0: You don't? I, no,
1: we talked about so, it, but I don't know if I remember. So. I didn't
0: write a um, <laughs> an intro for this person because I think that we can discuss this in a little bit more detail. Okay. But. Humphrey Bogart. Ah, yes. Is just he looks like an leathery old shoe that's been left out in the rain and the sun for for quite a while, or like a used cigarette. Well, because he is a used cigarette. I mean, he <laughs> smoked so much, uh, and I, he did end up uh, passing away from esophageal cancer. Oh damn! Uh, I feel bad for calling him that then. But no, no. But but he was just oozing with charisma. I mean, mm-hmm. Casablanca. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabrina, or African Queen, African Queen, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, Sabrina. I, he, he is. I love Harrison Ford. Okay, I'm gonna young this by Harrison saying. Ford. I mean, we love Harrison no, no, no. Ford we in love general, but, Ford, but young Harrison Ford could get is it. Daddy Ford. Oh, oh, Daddy <laughs> Ford. Um, but back then, I think he was the equivalent of Harrison Ford. Oh, just that okay. smooth talking, like very witty. Um, but he didn't look like young Harrison Ford. He did, Humphrey Bogart's no, not, he did a not a classically handsome man, in my opinion. But he was also never really young in all the films, like Casablanca. He's in his early forties. You know, when he ended up marrying his wife, Catherine Hepburn, he was in his fifties. They met when he was in his fifties, and she was nineteen. Oh, so, that's true. Like, mm-hmm. and and she is striking. You know what I just realized.
1: So, okay, you mentioned Casablanca, and I spoke out of turn. I said Key West. It's Key Largo. Yeah, it's Key Largo. It's Key Largo. I thought thought you meant that. Yeah, I did mean that. But, you know, the $4 wine's kicking in. But they're both But they're both Humphrey Bogart films. Yeah, and and Catherine Hepburn
0: is in Key Largo. She is? Are you sure it's not Lauren Bacall? Shit. Did I say Catherine Hepburn? It's Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall. He married Lauren Bacall, not Mm -hmm. Catherine Hepburn. I'm an idiot. Yeah, It's all right.
1: We we fixed it. We fixed our error. But... But see that right there that wasn't planned i i didn't know what you had on your list you didn't know what i had on my list so these movies it just shows you like how impactful he is and like he's in this many huge big movies Mm -hmm. for that time he's not a handsome dude but i think he got all these roles these like leading man roles because he's charismatic he's so charismatic right yeah Yeah. and i think a lot of the movies he plays if i'm not mistaken he's kind of like a more rough and tumble like like a Harrison Ford. He's kind of this, like, exactly. witty, but he's kind of a rough dude. But he's smooth talker enough that he yeah. ends up, like, you know, falling for the chick and softens up a little bit. And
0: um, I think. Except for, um, what's that one movie <laughs> um, where he's a gold miner? Um, oh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Yeah, that one is rough. Well, that one to all Is that later in his career? That is later on. In yeah, his career. so I mean,
1: yeah. like, that's not really fair. We're talking about, like, maybe in your peak. He's still yeah.
0: charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does a really good job in uh, he's, portraying he's, a crazy he's really person.
1: Good. <laughs> yeah, he's a talented guy. He is. But for most of his films, he's charismatic. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if he was in his real life or not. I don't know actually that um, much about him.
0: So I did do a little research into his relationship with Lauren Bacall. Not not Catherine Hepburn. Not Bacall. Lauren, Lauren, <laughs> <Herb>, Lauren Bacall. <laughs> and um, they uh, they were a pretty good couple. Of you know during that time, of course there were things that were rumors, and uh, I don't know like if they infidelity, were infidelity. No. Um, but I don't, I don't know about. I didn't do too much research into that portion, but I mean, she was with him for the last years of his life, and then she very quickly got engaged to his friend, uh, old blue eyes uh, Frank Sinatra. But. Um, Who could say no? I mean,
1: the dude croons and he's got eyes like freaking ice picks lit up with LEDs. That guy's just crazy.
0: I I think seeing him in black and white is one thing, but then you see a color Mm -hmm. photo of Frank Sinatra and you're like, that's too much. What? I mean, his eyes are really blue. Yeah. I like White Walker blue. Yeah, I I was going to say it's definitely White Walker blue.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I could fuck with it.
0: Well, that's (sighs) it. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. Bogart. We would have sex with you. Uh, <laughs> because you're so if you were still alive, I'm I looking. didn't specify. <laughs> <and I'm laughs> you scared. didn't specify. I
1: should. I. You know, you clarified. In. is probably good. In this day and age, I think you need to be very clear about what you. Mean. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, on that uh, note, uh, if you want to keep up with your two favorite salty little snacks, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Salty Broads. You want to talk some shit, or do you have an episode idea, or do you want to give us a little bit of feedback or your own thoughts? Uh, email us at 2 at gmail.com. I'm Sapita, and I'm Lindsay. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay salty.